Hello everyone and welcome to Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. This is season two, episode three. In previous season two episodes, we have talked about how to save without it sucking. And we had talked about how about the truth and how often the truth can be a more important asset than even money or time. This podcast aims to educate and inspire better money decisions. So, And it's also helping to promote my book, Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. It's available. My book is available on Amazon, in print, Kindle, or Audible. So take your pick of all, any, any of those. And you can actually get a free Audible version by signing up to Amazon's monthly a month a monthly program and you get a free book every month well you get a book every month and what you can do you can sign up and cancel at the end and you'll get a book for absolutely nothing so thank you so much for joining us today we're going to talk about the environment the environmental catastrophe that we are facing so when i was writing my book I was watching the Amazon burn uh, as many of us were watching at home on our television sets and I thought I had to write about it seeing as I was writing a book about money. It was a chapter I was almost scared, too scared to include but it's chapter 11, it's the final chapter of my book and it talks about how to improve the environment um, as individuals. Today we're so lucky to be joined by the Chief Sustainability Officer of Earth Capital Richard Burrett, and he is also the fellow of the University of Cambridge in the Institute of Sustainability Leadership. So thank you so much for joining us, Richard. And without um, further ado, let's get on to the episode. Starting off, we're talking about just the environment in general. So tell us more about why the environment is so important and what we can do as individuals to uh, improve our investing. Well, I guess if you um, look at um, what's currently happening in in the um, global environment, um, you know, we we know that we have a a large population of of seven and a half billion plus people. Um, We know that um, food, energy and water demand are increasing. We know at the same time that natural resources are being depleted. Yeah. Uh, we know that ecosystem services are being degraded. I mean, people talk of the sixth ma- mass extinction of biodiversity. Yeah. We know that greenhouse gases are rising and we know of the uh, already um, uh, sort of existing problems of, of climate change that are affecting us and the fact it will get worse in the longer term. And yeah. we know that uh, it's human activity that's causing that, and, and despite the fact that um, it is, uh, these are side effects of, of our sort of economic activity, um, we also know that income inequality is increasing. So it seems to me that, that there are a whole host of things happening um, which appear to be running out of control um, as we're focused on this sort of financial return, GDP-centric yeah. um development model. Um, You know, I I, I was um, looking um, recently at some, um, at at a a series of uh, investments and and, yeah, it's just inconceivable that the business as usual uh, 
mindset that we have today can continue into the future. Um, we know that a lot of governments are now signing up for net zero greenhouse gas or net zero carbon targets by 2050. Yeah. Science is telling us that that's probably too late anyway. Um, yeah. And still, you know, we're continuing to invest in and uh, propagate a, uh, a business model that, that isn't working. Um, and it's sort of, I, you know, I'm nearly 60 now, so I'm not a millennial by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But I mean, the last time the, um, the, the global economy um, was living within its planetary means, uh, if you believe the work of the Global Footprint Network, was when I was 11 in 1971. Yeah. So now we know that by the 29th of July uh, 2019, we'd used one year of renewable planetary resources and the rest of the year we're eating into the natural capital of the planet and uh, and basically um, that date is coming forwards every year yeah that's some excellent facts there and it's it is coming back to you mentioned scientific research well it's looking at the evidence and looking at evidence-based research and actually seeing what we can achieve and what we can actually do as investors so with you, you mentioned the kind of the, the GDP model that we're used to. So just for the the listeners, so GDP gross domestic product, and it was basically introduced during um, World War Two because it was kind of to increase the amount of production um, that a country can use. But we're still using that today, which seems kind of bizarre. So we talk about. I talk about in my book, Money Money Mindset, about the donut economics and how we can, um, Kate uh, Raworth is um, essentially looking at um, how we can change this for the better. Yeah. So there are different models out there that we can use, but it's at the moment it's changed. I mean, in the, my one of my main takeaways from the book is that changing the outdated GDP model to something more meaningful, um, and the, one of the suggestions is using UN... Um, the 70, UN 17 goals, but there's so at the moment there's the donut economics, which is um, it's like think of a donut at home. So if you're thinking, if you're listening at home, it's like a donut. You've got like the ecological ceiling is like the, the outside of the donut, and the inner circle is like the um, the social foundation. Like think of we talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs in other podcasts, which is at the bottom. But it's essentially changing the this model could essentially help. I think a lot of or the kind of investors, um, the way people invest. But coming back to so what are kind of the options out there? So we we obviously know there's a problem. You mentioned so many things there that I think yeah. we all agree with. But how can we or what can we do to to start making action or start changing things for the better? Well, I mean, I think you know the, the reference to donut economics is is well made and and. You know the fact the fact that the sort of ecological ceiling that she refers to, I mean, is is science based. It's based on the work of the Stockholm Resilience Centre, and and they're a group of leading academics. So we know that business has to operate by not exceeding those um, those boundaries, those ecological the ecological ceiling, and and at the same time we 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 need to find ways in which business can contribute to positive social outcomes and yeah. and i think that you know it's been one of the big learnings for me that um you know we make investments um personally you know the biggest investment probably we will ever make is our pension yeah um and we build that up over time but i i 
regularly talk to people or lecture um, to, to, to students and they don't typically know where their pensions, and these are mature yeah. students, they don't yeah. know where their pensions are invested. Yeah. And it just seems crazy to me that you would um, invest in something that you're hoping to enjoy in 20 or 30 years' time, yeah. uh, and you don't know how it's being used. Yeah. Um, and and it, it seems crazy to me also, um, as, as a sort of professional finance person, that we would invest pensions in a future that we don't want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yet we currently are. So um, I, I, I think one of the things that people can do is, is you know, find out where their pensions are invested, who's managing them, who the trustees are, yeah. and find out what their policies are on, on, on these environmental, social, and, and governance issues. Um, and, and also, I mean, you know, we have choices as, as individuals. Um, you know, it, it's easy to look at our lifestyles and change things about our lifestyles or, you know, buy green energy for our home or yeah. look at our travel and if we have to travel and fly long distances, look to offset it. Uh, but you can also do stuff with your money. I mean, you, yeah. can, you can bank with uh, banks that have a more proactive approach to these sustainability issues. You can invest your money in, in firms that are... Uh, attempting to have positive impact so not to be a burden on the planet but hopefully to actually make a positive contribution to positive social and environmental outcomes amazing that's some great steps there and just for the listeners at home so now if, when people talk about pensions i know in the past people kind of the, the easiest way to get thrown out of the house by is to start talking about pensions but today everyone now has uh, if you're employed by an employer, there's a, now, there's a thing called auto-enrolment. So you're now actually physically, every time you get paid, your company has to put money into your pension. So you are now in charge of what, where that money goes. So it's been a massive, one of the big things I've tried to explain about the book, there's a massive sea change from before your company would look after your income for when, when you stop working, your company would look after that pot of money so to speak but today it's only just happened in 2015 um, today you ha you have the power you have the tools in your hand to actually um, change the way you invest for your future so yes it's um, it's a huge opportunity that that, um, that people can have so we've gone through why kind of essentially gave some great examples of um, essentially why we need to be in charge of our own um, why the environment is so important and Kind of, we went through the GDP model, and we talked through other um, kind of what, uh, kind of what the unlimited growth would mean to us. And let's maybe talk more about other kind of how you, you said a great point about banking ethically and um, and changing kind of if you want to travel. What, what other what other things can people do at home um, to, I mean, help? Um, I mean, I think um, I talked about. There's a study from Oxford University that says even just cutting down your red meat, don't eat beef, you can, um, there was a thing, it uses um, I think 36 more times land use by having, um, and also there was a department of US, they said how, uh, how much CO2 the, a, a cow uses compared to yeah. even chickens, for example. So simple things like that you can do every day that will help um, can improve. But um, we, let's talk more about Earth Capital then. Um, the, we talked. I mentioned briefly about um, kind of UN um, seventeen goals. Yeah. Um, so, just for the people at home, so this is United Nations have come up with a sustainable goals that um, kind of 
what businesses could aim for. So my company, Money Tips, aims to be um, offer good quality education, and that's one of the 17 UN goals that we do. But there's um, some of the other UN goals we talk about is that the, um, the UN have so no poverty, gender equality, um, like life uh, on land, life. In water, so there's a number of 17 goals that essentially what business could could aim for. The way I look at it, it's like um, like I was a Cub Scout as a kid, and it's a, I think of it like the badges you get along your arm as like um, as a Cub Scout. Like the more good you do, the more kind of badges you get um, for being. Am I? I don't. You're the expert. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but that's um, the way I think of it as a kind of UN goal. But tell me more about the UN goal and how how that can relate to investing. Yeah, so, I mean, the UN Sustainable Development Goals were um, established in the middle of 2015. Um, the incredible thing was they were actually signed off by well in excess of 170 countries globally. So wow. there, there's a massive global political commitment um, to achieve them. Um, as you said, they cover a whole range of um, facets of sustainability, um, you know, the, the sort of and address a lot of the problems I talked about earlier. I think a couple of points I, I would make, and um, you know, it's it's easy to choose individual goals where we think we can have our own personal contribution, whether it's um, you know as an individual or within our, our business roles. Um, but they're all actually interconnected if you really start to examine them. Yeah, and. and it's not like an a la carte menu. I mean, we can't just choose that, you know, we'll do a little bit of energy and a little bit of, um, uh, of industrial process and, and we'll try and create some decent work. And therefore, we've addressed three uh, sustainable development goals. I mean, collectively, yeah. we have to address all 16 of them. And the 17th goal is all about partnerships. So yeah. I suppose my, my taking from this is um, when I look at the goals, I see them as an opportunity for, for massive collaborative work between governments, business and, and individuals to um, address those issues in a systematic way. Now they've asked um, each country to develop its own uh, SDG um, strategy for, for, for so the, SG, sorry, SG, sustainable, um, sustainable development goals. Okay, yeah. sorry, yes. And uh, each country should develop its own uh, its own strategy. Um, UK has has done that too, um, and I guess um, they are useful from an investment perspective because they give you a, a framework and and you can actually um, look at them and and decide um, you know which of those SDGs <coughs> your best place to. Um, to, to uh, contribute to. I mean, at Earth Capital, we've um, taken the decision as a business that our investment focus is around the energy, food, water nexus. So, you know, doing things that um, increase clean energy and yeah. promote energy efficiency, look at water treatment and use, um, look at the food system. And clearly, climate change is, is connected to all of those. Yeah. So, um, we've identified a whole host of SDGs where we can potentially make a contribution as a firm in terms of investing in those areas. But secondly, I mean, we, we submit all of our investments to uh, the analysis um, 
that we call the Earth Dividend Analysis. We've yeah. developed a tool called the Earth Dividend that looks at 30 dimensions of sustainability that, that span those sustainable development goals. And each um, business we invest in, um, we want to ensure that that business has a net positive impact um, as a business. And then we work with those businesses going forward and repeat the uh, Earth Dividend test on an annual basis to uh, try and enhance their performance and enhance their impact. So I think in that sense, I mean, the SDG yeah. framework yeah. Is, is a helpful way of thinking through all the things we have to do yeah. to create an economy that is low carbon, is resource sustainable yeah. and just. Uh, and, and it's that sort of just economy bit that is really important. And we've seen from riots in, in uh, with the Gilets Jaunes in France and, and the recent yeah. riots in, uh, in, in Chile and in other Latin American countries that there's some real pushback from people um, yeah. who don't feel that they're actually um, being, uh, they feel they're being left behind yeah. or, or um, ignored in, in the whole political process. So um, it's really important that, 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 that we think of those social factors too. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of focus on climate change. And there is indeed a climate emergency which we have to react to very quickly in terms of the investment decisions we make. But we can't do that um, on its own. Yeah. Um, which is why I said the SDGs are great as long as we use them as a as a coherent framework and and don't ignore some of them. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. And we're gonna in the next episode we're gonna talk more about actually what um, projects that Earth Capital are investing in. That's fascinating. I was reading some of those and I was watching your video yesterday. So in the next video we're gonna talk more about that and we're gonna talk more about how as an individual you can actually go about investing and yeah, so tune in for next um, next episode. So Richard, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank, thank you so you. much. Hello and Thank you so much. This has been Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. So please, please, it's a super invest, a super important episode. Please tell as many people as you can to listen to this. Think it was super. Um, uh, it's a super important topic. Thank you so much again, Richard Perret, for joining us. He's the Chief Sustainability Officer at Earth Capital, and he's also the Fellow of the University of Cambridge. This has been Millennial Money Mindset. Please like, please follow us as well. And we also have a video. We, uh, we've got a YouTube channel, Millennial Money Mindset. Please check out those if you want to have help um, making better decisions with your money. Thanks again. See you next episode.